Life Audio. Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. Thanks for listening to the Compared to You podcast today. Today I am answering a question that I get more than any other question. We are talking about maybe the hottest topic there is to talk about in body image world. And that is, how do I stop thinking bad thoughts about my body? Maybe you know that your problem is in your mind, right? The battlefield is in the mind. You know, my problem is I need to stop thinking these bad thoughts about my body. But how do I do it? How do I actually change the way I think about these things. That's where we're going today. I'm so glad you're here for it. Oh, guys, it's going to be good. This is one you're going to want to share with a friend. I would actually say take it one step further. Don't just share it with a friend. Say, hey, friend, listen to this, and then can we talk about it? Can we chat about it? Like, maybe you need to hold each other accountable. Maybe you just need to hash through these issues. Friend, listening is not enough to change you. Can I say that again? Listening is not enough to change you right? Even in like 12 step programs, I think it's step 12 where you're actually like teaching and coaching and like sponsoring other people on these issues, the addictions that you've worked with. It is the same with your body image stuff, right? If you want to change, you can listen and you put it into action and then you need to talk about it. You need to partner with someone and go on a journey to really get free. Now, maybe you're not ready for that. So hey, let's talk. Let's have a coaching session or two, right? I'm going to have a course coming out in the fall. So that might be something you're interested in too. But let's Let's dig into these issues together so you can be free. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. So how do you stop thinking bad thoughts about your body? How do you change the way you think about your body? Well, if you've been around the show or really around any Christian advice on this topic, I'm sure you've heard Romans 12, 1 and 2. Essentially, you are transformed through the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Oh, there's been lots and lots of different theories and conversations about how do you renew your mind? Well, you read the Bible more, right? You you try to get into scripture. You spend more time praying. Like Try to renew your mind. You pray, God, please renew my mind. Please, please help me think about things in a different way. But my pastor spoke on this recently, and it kind of rocked my world a little bit because I grew up in church. I've talked about this passage. I've read about this passage. I've studied this passage. I've heard about this passage. Like I thought I was getting it all right about this passage. And he explained it, y'all, in a way that I had never heard before. So maybe this will be new for you today too. But here's how he started. He talked about how it's really Jesus's love that transforms us, right? So we can't go into this process of wanting to renew our minds and make that kind of a separate quest 
from feeling and understanding how loved we are by Jesus. You have got to feel safe first is the way I would put it. Now, safe might not be the right word for some of you. Secure might be a better word. But you have to know just how loved you are in Christ, in God's, I'm going to use the word economy, but in God's kingdom, how loved you are, how you are seen before you can even think about trying to think of things differently, before you can transform your mind. Now, the other thing you have to recognize is that it's only through what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection It's only through that that our eternal purpose is set and secure. So this this work that he did on the cross, the gospel message, is what tells us that we're no longer just earthlings. We are eternal beings that are citizens who are citizens of another kingdom. We will live forever. It should change our perspective on everything. Like every verse you can think of, like in this world, not of it. Like, of course, because we're not of this world. We are eternal beings. We're going to live forever. Like we've got a different way of looking at things all for the glory of God, of course, right? Because God's the one we ultimately have to please because we're going to spend eternity with him and we have to give an accounting to him for everything, right? So do I really need to be overly concerned about pleasing this person or this person or pleasing myself? Yikes, no, it's God I need to please. Like every scripture you can think of when you put it through this filter of thinking of yourself as not just a mere earthling anymore, but as an eternal being who will live forever with God. It should change everything. And that's how my pastor reframed the Romans 12, 1 and 2. He talked about how when we become a new creation, what that means, creation isn't personal, We're not transforming our mind in a personal kind of way. Like things will happen to us personally, right? Like we rewire our brains and change neural pathways, that kind of thing. But that's not really what it's about. He talked about how creation was never used to describe an individual. Creation is a whole thing. It's not personal. It is all that is under God's purview that he created. And so in this term, transformation, what is really transforming in us when we become a new creation is that we are really changing citizenships, right? We're no longer just like citizen of this world, citizen of this earth, right? We are, I I used to have a bumper sticker that was N-O-T-W, not of this world. We are changing citizenships. Our new kingdom, our new king is in heaven. And that perspective is what changes everything. We see this life not as just this life. We see this life as the start of eternity. No longer do we look and we see the old us. We see the new us headed for something bigger and greater and grander than we could have ever imagined in and of ourselves. Like the greatest joy you could imagine here on earth. 
cannot compare to the joy in heaven. I love C.S. Lewis has a quote about like we're children making med pies in the slum. And what God has for us is, you know, better than the most beautiful beach, right? Like, like we can't even fathom the goodness of his glory, his riches, his, his, his amazingness is so far out of our scope of imagination. And so to be transformed is really this process of starting to think and believe like a new creation. Think and believe like a citizen of another world. Think and believe in a way that aligns with God's economy, that aligns with how God's word, scripture, with aligns with, I'm going to say capital T, truth, the real truth. We have to think in a way that aligns with truth instead of a way that aligns with all these little lies and deceptions and fallacies and really the sinful nature of this broken world that we live in, right? So the system of the world that tells you beauty is the way you look is a broken system. God's system doesn't work that way. The system of the world that tells you you are only valuable if you weigh a certain amount, that is not God's system. You're a new creation. You're not in that economy anymore, right? In his new system, there is freedom. You are seen, you are loved, no matter what you weigh. Oh, and there's so much more good stuff, friend. We're going to dig into it right after this quick commercial break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Are you looking to give your child a well-rounded education while ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining Classical Conversations Community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained licensed director, families learn through Classical Conversations proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there is bound to be a community near you. To find yours today, visit classicalconversations.com forward slash compared to who. So how do you stop thinking bad thoughts about your body? Well, I'm going to give you some really practical steps, but before I do, I just want to ask you a question, right? So if you're a citizen of a new kingdom, if you are a new creation in a new economy, learning to think like a new citizen, and and let, let me give you some grace here, right? Grace, I need myself too, right? If you move to a new country, are you going to instantly assimilate? No, of course not. Some of my dear friends moved here from India. 
I love them so much and they've been here for a long time, but I've talked to her many times about how like different it was when she moved here. She knew very little, like she knew English, I think, but she didn't like speak the language fluently. And it's just, there were some challenges assimilating into American culture. And guess what, friend? You may have some challenges as you so- try to see yourself as a new creation. And guess what? It's even harder than that, right? Because it's like you have to assimilate into a new culture while still living in your old culture, right? That's just weird. <laughs> like, it almost sounds impossible. But there are ways of thinking, ways of doing things, patterns of living that like my friend had in India. In fact, she was telling us like some of the things like, you know, how they had people helping them. Like they had a driver, they had different things like that, that here, nope, you just don't have, right? I mean, some people do, but I don't. Um, and it's different. It's a different way of living, a different way of thinking, a different way of relating to the world. And that's what God wants for us. That is how we transform our minds. So my question for you is this, are you trying to be the best citizen of this culture? Are you trying to live the way this culture says will get you ahead? Or are you trying to be a great citizen of the new kingdom, of God's kingdom? Are you trying to be a new creation? And think about what would please God most? Like what what will make me successful in God's kingdom? Because that's a different thing that will than what will make you successful in this kingdom. That's a major mind shift, friend. And as it comes to stopping think to stopping the process of thinking bad thoughts about your body, that's where you have to start, right? Whose kingdom am I trying to advance in? Ask yourself that question. Just be honest with yourself. And God's not going to be mad at you if the answer is, oh, I'm trying to advance in this world's way, right? That's probably where a lot of us are. But you don't just stay there. Acknowledge it. Confess it. Say, God, oh, goodness, I realize that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's why I'm stuck. Pray, ask him to forgive you, and he will. And there's no condemnation. There's no shame, right? We are all in the struggle of Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And our unbelief is fed constantly through the messages that we are marketed, you know, to like every single minute of every day, we're getting messages of what makes a person valuable, worthy, successful in this culture. And it is a constant battle to say, nope, that's not true. That's not true. Not so true. And that is the process of changing the way you think about your body. So really practically, here's what I do with clients when they struggle with how they think about their bodies. I have them use something I call the Philippians 4.8 filter. Now, Philippians 4.8, I'm going to read it to you from the NIV first. If you haven't, if you're not familiar with this verse, if it's not one you've memorized before, I would encourage you memorize it now because this filter will be easier for you to use once the verse is in your head and you can just bring it up without having to look it up. So Philippians 4.8 in the NIV says this, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, Whatever's noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So there's eight different qualifiers I mentioned there. True, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Eight things that Paul tells us in Philippians we are supposed to think about. 
So here's how it goes. When you are thinking about your body, how are you thinking about it? Are you thinking thoughts that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy? If you aren't thinking thoughts like that, then those thoughts have to go. They can't stay. And that's why this is a filter, right? So as soon as you get to part of the filter that doesn't apply to the thought you're having, so let's say you have the thought, you're like, oh, my body isn't good enough. No one will ever love me. Okay, is that true? No, it's not true, right? Because God loves you, right? No matter what your body looks like, God loves you. So it's not true. So that thought is not true. It doesn't make it through the filter. It has to go. Now, let me read you this verse in the message because it gives some different words to it. It says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. That's So write these words out, whichever words resonate most with you, whichever translation you like or paraphrase you like, but write them all out. True, noble, right, pure, authentic, compelling, gracious, right? And then you take every thought you have and you hold them up to the standard. Now, First problem is going to be you are probably having, if you really struggle with body image, if you're really in a stuck place, you're probably having more negative thoughts than you actually recognize that you're having. And so when I work with clients in my coaching, that's the first thing we do for most of them is we kind of stop and like, hey, what are the negative thoughts you're having? Like, what are the lies you're hearing that you're believing? For some of my clients, it's been like, decades of hearing the same lies, so they don't even hear them anymore. They've just kind of become so common. It's hard to actually tell that they're not the truth. So we start by just saying, okay, what is the truth? And what are these lies that I'm hearing that don't agree with that? So you can't filter a thought that you're not recognizing. So today, my encouragement to you is to start being cognizant of your thoughts. That's kind of a a weird direction, a weird way to say it, huh? But start thinking about what you're thinking. And really, probably what will happen first is you will start to feel the physical signs of these negative thoughts before you actually recognize the negative thoughts. So for me, sometimes I'll start to just kind of get a bad feeling in my stomach, or I'll just kind of be like, oh, I just feel tired now, or wiped out, or blah. And then if I pause, like, oh, what am I thinking about? Oh, I'm thinking thoughts or I'm comparing myself to someone else or I'm thinking lies. I'm thinking negative thoughts about myself. I'm telling myself things that aren't true. And then what I have to do from there is then I put it through the filter. Okay. Whatsoever things are true. Well, I'm telling myself things that aren't true. Oh, already done. All right. Maybe I'm telling myself things, telling myself something true though. What if I'm saying, Oh, I can't believe you didn't work out today. Well, it's true. I didn't work out today. Then you have to go to the next thing. Was it noble? Noble's kind of a weird word. <laughs> is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it excellent or praiseworthy? Like, are there other things I could be thinking about that are healthier for me? Like, is it 
noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. I love the word gracious in the message. Is it gracious that I am essentially self-condemning because I didn't work out today? No, that's not gracious at all. Okay, well, then the thought has to go. Now, how do you make the thought go? And compared to who my book, I talk about, so I live in Texas, and I talk about like kind of a rodeo analogy where I kind of picture myself like lassoing the the thought and like putting it out to pasture. Like, okay, I lassoed it, and now it's like, okay, it's gone. Uh, with my mom clients, my new mom clients, I use like the illustration of like, I want you to think about this as like, dirty diaper stuff. Like this is poop, right? Like this stuff is not helpful for you. It's not healthy for you. So you're going to get it out. And I want you to think about like a dirty diaper. You are going to wrap that baby up and you are not going to just like leave all the dirty diapers in your kitchen or in the baby's room, right? You are going to put them in some sort of <laughs> like like plastic bag that's tied up real tight and you're going to get those out of the house because they stink and eventually they will make your whole house stink if you keep them, right? So you need to get them out. So picture these thoughts in the same way. These negative thoughts are literally poop. (laughs) They are poop for your life. They are poop for your body image. I don't like to say that word. So I apologize if I'm making anyone cringe right now. But I just got to be real with you. They are not healthy or helpful. It would be the same as you keeping a bunch of dirty diapers in your home. And you wouldn't do that, I hope. So get them out. Take them through the Philippians 4.8 filter and throw them away if they don't work through the filter. Now, if you're thinking a thought that is true and noble and right and pure and lovely, authentic, compelling, gracious, beautiful, like keep those thoughts. But oh, friend, I don't remember what the statistic is, but the number of negative thoughts we have per minute, per hour about ourselves is overwhelming. We are not following the advice of the scripture. We are not filling our minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. We're just not doing it. What a difference would it make if we did? And guess what? You have complete control over that. And guess what? You don't have to go follow a food plan. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to do anything but be cognizant of your thoughts to run them through this Philippians 4 filter. So my challenge for you today is I want you to memorize this verse, please. Find your favorite translation, memorize it. I also want you to write it down. Maybe you could even write it down like a funnel, right? Like, so if it doesn't make it the whole way through the funnel, the thought doesn't get to stay. And then I want you to decide for yourself, what is your, um, I'm gonna say extermination strategy? How will you get rid of the thoughts? How are you gonna picture them? Are you gonna rodeo lasso them? Are you gonna throw them out like a dirty diaper? Like, you know, are you gonna, I don't know, set them on fire? <laughs> I guess it depends on how creative you want to be here. But think about how you are going to get rid of these thoughts. And I want you to visualize yourself doing that. It is that important that you get rid of these thoughts. So today, our topic was how do you stop thinking bad thoughts about your body? And this is it, my friend. You have to first pay attention to them. Second, run them through the filter so you know they're bad. And then third, exterminate them. Get 
rid of the thought. Now, does this mean the thought won't come back? It'll probably come back. It's going to try to come back, right? But it will get faster and easier for you to get rid of it the seventh time, the 10th time, the 12th time. And I would say probably by the 18th or 20th time, it, it'll be almost like instinct, almost like, I don't know, if you see a bug, maybe it's just me. I live in Texas. There's lots of bugs. If you see a bug, you squash it, right? Like you don't like stop and think like, oh, well, maybe I want this cute little black spider with this hourglass on his back to live in my backyard. He's kind of cute. He, he looks nice. No, like you get a shovel or a shoe and you squash the bug. It is the same thing with these negative thoughts. You exterminate them quickly. And so it will get quicker and quicker for you to get rid of these thoughts as you practice that. Well, I hope that this has been helpful to you. Friends, it's all, the battle is in the mind. We got to get rid of these thoughts. I hope today's helped you stop comparing and start living. Oh, what a joyous life we can live when we are free from these negative self-condemning thoughts. Thanks for listening today. And hey, Compared to You is part of the Life Audio Network of Christian Podcasts. Check out lifeaudio.com for great Christian content. Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to comparetowho.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at comparetowho.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.